Good morning. Welcome. This is Minister Ginger London. Welcome to the Ginger London Ministries show here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, thank you so much for your time and for joining me on this morning. For those of you who are by telephone and those of you who are also in the chat room, thank you so much for joining me. You know, we're doing a series called Essential How-Tos. And so we're going to do some how-tos for the next several days to help you in the areas of your life, your success, and spiritual growth as we approach the end of this year. So these how-tos are strategies to help you finish strong and to encourage you uh, not to give up in well-doing. So on yesterday, we uh, learned how to supercharge uh, your motivation, how to stay focused, how not to give up in well-doing, and how to inspire yourself to continue on and to accomplish exactly what it is that you wanted to accomplish this year or by the end of this year. Well, on today, we're going to talk about how to manage uh, your time for the rest of the year. And if you're like me, uh, there are some uh, things uh, this year that should have been done and wasn't done or I'd done them uh, sporadically or they were not uh, in order. I didn't plan them uh, correctly and, you know, I just rushed in and did something. Now I'm looking back over my planner, over my days, uh, my time for this year and say I still have a we're not completed uh, because of procrastination. Maybe some life issues came up, some unexpected life events occurred. But I still have some things that um, have not been completed for this year. And so um, we're going to talk about how to manage your time the rest of the year. And so I'm going to start off basically talking about planning because that's important. And then we'll get into the strategies of time management and how to stay focused on uh, maybe you have a, a a business that you're doing and you had a goal this year or maybe you have an assignment that you're trying to, trying to complete or maybe uh, you had something you wanted to do for your family life. You know, maybe you were strategizing on buying a home or a car, making a major purchase, or maybe you just want to learn the discipline of time management. And maybe that's a resolution that you had for the new year, but you actually can begin to do it. Uh, at the close of this year, for the next uh, two and a half months, you can begin to practice time management and learn some strategies that will help you to organize your day, organize your time, keep you focused so that you can accomplish the task that, that is before you or that you have planned uh, for your life. And so we know that planning, when you when you plan something, a plan is just a list of arranged actions are necessary that are necessary uh, to achieve for your desired goal. And so that's what your plan is. Here's what I want to do. And so it's a, a written list of arranged actions. Now, when you're going to do those actions, the time frame, that's time management. But your plan is, here are the things that I really want to do. And then you're going to arrange them, uh, maybe in pri- uh, order of priority or order of importance, um, 
uh, something similar to that. And so I want to encourage you to make a plan of the things that you want to do. Make a list, arranging the things that you want to do, and then you're going to learn, we'll teach you how to time manage those actions, you know, how to put them in place. And also on today's show, we're going to talk about uh, how to eliminate time wasters, how to get those things out of your life that's eating up your time, eating up your day, and then when you look back at the end of the day, day you realize that that most important thing that you want to wanted to accomplish you didn't get done because there was something that um wasted your time or ate or interfered at your time and you didn't um recognize it or um focus on it and so you missed out on that but using utilizing the time that time of day for to the best of your uh, ability and so let's talk about um some important things about uh time management, you know, you know. So let's start with eliminating some time wasters. So we're gonna get those things out of the way and we'll get into the strategies of actually how to manage your time uh for the day. Eliminate time wasters and time wasters are those things that interrupt you and you spend time doing but you wouldn't have chosen to do them given the choice. So when you eliminate time waste wasters, these are things that are critical are crucial to your time management. You know, and some of the things that I'm going to go over, they're essential to time management, but they're not essential if, when you're doing them, they're not you're not focused on the goal at hand or the task, or that or that uh, action that needed to be accomplished at that time. So one thing that could be a time waster, but it's also a good thing, are are emails. If you're spending more than 30 minutes a day on emails, unless you're in business or ministry or you've uh, got a product that you're launching, something that you're promoting uh, in your emails, if you're just going through emails, reading a whole lot of junk mail and uh, you know printing out coupons and all that kind of stuff, if your day is um, a day that is important to you and that you have some um, goals that you need to accomplish that day, spending more than 30 minutes a day on emails where you're just, you know, reading chain letters and um, uh, looking at coupons and, you know, getting uh, different things in your email like, you know, uh, newsletters, you know, from, um, you know, weight loss programs, unless that's a goal that you have accomplished. But if you're doing things that are not related to your assignment for the day or for your to your focus for the day, then spending more than 30 minutes on email, reading emails, is a time waster. And you need to eliminate that, cut that down. You know, some, of, some people can be email junkies. You may have to wean yourself off it gradually. So instead of spending 30 minutes or an hour, two hours, whatever you spend, you may need to start cutting that time back. So if you normally spend two hours reading uh, emails, then maybe you should start eliminate by eliminating 15 minutes or 30-minute increments instead of two hours. Now you do an hour and a half. And then you wean yourself to from two hours to one hour until you get it down to it's less than 30 minutes. And if you use emails for your business or for products or services that you're offering to people, that's where your email time should be focused on. So you should spend more uh, of your email time in doing what is doing those things that are related to accomplishing the task and the goal that you have. And so if you're launching a product or if you have a product, then your email time should be sent on sending out your email uh, list your your newsletters or uh, reminders for people to go to your website, go to the online store. Uh, if you are providing a service, you send emails out, you know, reminding people that um, 
you are you are a realtor or you're a car salesman or maybe you are a life coach whatever whatever it may be then you uh send those emails out to remind them but you're not at the computer just thumbing through emails you know like we read all the different magazines we may get at home sometimes we spend hours just flipping through magazines so you want to eliminate time wasters and that's not the first one also the telephone can be a time waster for you if you answer the phone more than five times per day during your productive time and we talked about that yesterday you have to look at your your uh, interruption time what what time period during the day do you get a, do you um have a lot of interruptions uh in your day in your time period so if your telephone um is ringing at a time where you're normally productive and you answer that call and it's a, it's always the same person or maybe a telemarketer or whatever it is if it if you're spending more than 1 to 2 minutes on that particular phone call, then you have to challenge yourself and discipline yourself to not take calls during that time. You may want to um, uh, establish a temporary um, message that says, if you're calling me between the hours of 11 and 3, these are my productive times, and so I will not be able to take calls if you leave a detailed message with your name and your phone number, I will call you back as soon as I can. But you may want to let people know that if you're calling between 11 and 3, 11 and 4, maybe it's 8, to 12, 8 in the morning at 12, let them, let them know when they hear the voicemail, I mean the message, while you're not um, answering the call. You're calling during a, um, a high time of production for me, or you're calling me during my planning hours. Uh, we do not take calls at this time. We're launching a new product. You leave your name and number, we'll call you back. If it is an emergency, send me a text message giving me the details about the call. If time permits, I will return the call. So you have to find creative ways that uh, let people know why you're not answering the phone, but also at the same time, when you leave that message, then you realize how important your time is and how important telephone calls that you take during your productive time time periods, um, how important they are to you. And so you will force yourself or challenge yourself to not answer those calls during that time because it's important for you to stay focused. Another time waster is television. If you like me, sometimes during the day there are certain programs that come on you like to watch. If you also now they're showing a lot of old programs again, and so I kind of know exactly what time they come on. And if I'm not careful. I find myself in front of the television watching those programs for hours because, you know, they put them on back-to-back. So television can be um, a time waster. So you have to control the If you like to watch television, then control uh, the amount of time that you spend watching television. You know, um, again, if you're spending more than 30 days watching something that is not related to your assignment, to your task for the day, uh, to maybe something that you're getting ready to do, then your your television is taking up too much time. If you really like television, maybe you should invest in some DVDs that are um, professional development DVDs or some DVDs that talk about the services that you render, you know, or something that is a learning tool and put that on and begin to, to discipline yourself that when you're watching television, you're watching uh, either uh, professional development programs or programs that help you to develop um, in your life professionally, you know, if you are trying to um, build a family legacy, watch those programs on family life, you know, documentaries on families, different things. And that's just an example. But find a way that if you like television, that whatever you're watching on television, is, especially during the 
crucial time of the day where you're working on your uh, assigned task, watch programs that are related to what it is that you are doing or the goal that you want to accomplish. Okay, so make sure that you're eliminating these things out of the way. And yesterday we talked about interruptions. And now with technology, interruptions could come a number of ways. If your cell phone is an interruption for you when you're in the peak moment of the day or time period of the day, then you may have to either put it on solid or you may literally have to turn it off so that you can accomplish what it is that you need to accomplish. Because when you see the number come up from somebody that you really know, wow, you're a real close friend or somebody you haven't talked to in a while, you're tempted to take that call. And before you know it, what could have been a five-minute call, let me call you back when I finish, turned into an hour and a half or turned into a 45-minute call. And when you get off the call now, you're beating yourself up because you're saying, wow, I should have let that call go. I just wasted 45 minutes if you're like me. And so you want to begin to find ways to eliminate those time wasters out of your life. And um, so let's talk about uh, some crucial things about planning. Um, planning is important. And for the, for those of you who are like me, you know, I, I wake up in the morning, I pray, I pray throughout the day, I pray at the end of the day. But prayer is not a substitution for planning, and planning cannot replace prayer, praying. And so uh, even though I pray in the morning of the day, you know, to become revived, refreshed, to get focused, to commune with God, I have to remember that prayer does not replace planning. I could pray for 40 minutes in the morning, but if I don't plan my day, then I still don't get anything accomplished in the day that I should, okay? And I could plan early in the morning, but for me, if I don't plan and pray, then I still may not accomplish everything that I wanted to accomplish during the course of uh, the day. And so I have to remember that I have to commune with God to get focused on what it is that I am to do for that day, and then I have to become a part of that. Then that means that I have to actually begin to write a plan out for that day. And as I said on yesterday's show, there are times when I actually plan uh, the next day, the night before. And so when I get up and and engage in my devotional time, I still I take that plan. If I wrote it the day before, when I'm in my devotional time, I have that plan in front of me. And I look at that plan. I look at what I wrote, and I say, is it appropriate for today? So I may have written it the night before, but when I go back over during my devotional period, now I am trying to discover if this is appropriate for today. So if so, that's a part of the devotion. And I know that what I wrote the night before is exactly what I should be doing. And so that's what I do. And you may have something a little different that you practice, but remember, time management also includes planning. And planning, if it's going to be effective, will include time management. So you need to begin with planning. You have to begin with planning out what it is that you make a list of things that you want to accomplish and then go back and assign a time period to that particular item on that, that is actually on the list. So let's talk about uh, time management. And let's, I'm going to give you some principles on time management that will help you to understand how important uh, time management is, especially if you are in ministry, if you're in business, if you provide a service, a product, or you just want to manage your life better, if you want to develop a discipline that you're not just, you know, uh, floating through the day, every day, uh, but that you have some order to your life. So I want to talk to you about some principles that will help you uh, in time management. You know, we hear, we hear uh, there's a saying that says, champions make decisions that create the future they desire. And so 
I, I add a word into that, and I say champions, I say and successful people, you know, make decisions that create the future they desire. Okay, so when you're doing time management, you want even though you're focused on a particular day, you want that day to be a part of the future that you desire. So if you're starting a business. Whatever you're doing on that day for time management has to be a part of the the whole picture. So whatever I do today is a part of the big picture. That's the future, and that is I want to start this business. If you are uh, developing a discipline in your life so you won't just waste time, you know that whatever it is that you practice on today in your time management is going to take you into your future. And so remember that the decision that you make have to be decisions that create the future that you desire. So I don't want to put anything in my time management plan that is not a decision that's going to affect the future that I desire. There are going to be some fun times in there, some periods where you're going to, you know, maybe go to um, on your in the course of your uh, on a Saturday, it may uh, go to my niece's birthday party. You know, you know, those are fun things. But the things that um, that have that affect the outcome of your life, you want to make sure those decisions that are in the period of your day or decisions that will go not that are not just for the day but are going to the future. And so one of the things you have to do, the first one is cultivate a total focus on your assignment. So whatever that assignment is, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're an at-home business owner, maybe you're an Internet entrepreneur, maybe you're, um, you own a store, maybe you are you're an attorney, maybe you are a, a, a tax um, preparer or, you know, CPA. It could be anything. Maybe you're a, a pastor, maybe you're in ministry, maybe you have started a nonprofit organization. It really doesn't matter what it is. Make sure that you cultivate a total focus on your assignment. You know, that's going to be important because you only succeed with something that is an obsession to you. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that you have to become obsessed with it. It has to become a part of who you are. You have to think about it every day, talk about it. You have to be inspired to do it. We said on another show that if inspiration is not a part of who you are uh, on in a particular uh, – when you're focused on a particular assignment or goal or um, venture that you're carrying out – then you may do it, but you would not do it with, to the best. You won't strive for excellence in doing it. You do it on a mediocre level. You definitely will not accomplish a lot in it. So you have to be inspired. It has to be, and there has to be an inspiration on the inside of you that drives you to complete that task. It drives you to complete that goal. It drives you to get the business start. It drives you to be successful in business, successful as a life coach. It drives you to be a good college student to to finish the uh, the semester is strong and with a good uh, GPA, it drives you to do the best that you can do. So you have to be obsessed with it, with it, and have to remember to stay focused. So you have to cultivate a total focus on your assignment. And as we close out the end of this year, if there's something that was on your list, maybe you put made a planning list at the uh, beginning of the year. If you look back over that list now, if you have some things that don't have completed by them, well, to finish strong this year, you may have to cultivate a focus totally on what was not accomplished on your list for the for the year 2011 and have to say, now I have to focus the next two and a half months on important things that are on this list that I didn't get accomplished or that I haven't accomplished. You know, if you had anything on your list, to complete in October, you still have time to do it. If there's something that was set for November and December, well, you know you have time to do it. I'm talking about those things maybe from January to August or September 
that you that you didn't get done that has to be done or definitely need to be done before the year is out, then you need to cultivate a focus on those items. And you need to look at them and prioritize them and say, either I'm going to prioritize them um, on a need-to-do basis as are they important to me to, to get them done, you know, and then I look back over them and say, okay, let me take them one at a time. Or how do I put a time, um, assign a timeline to it so that I know that by the end of December 30, December 31st, that I will have accomplished these tasks. So look back over your uh, over what should have been accomplished this year and look at your planning guide or, or your planning calendar that you made and see if there's anything from January to September or the top of October that you didn't get done that you need to cultivate a focus for and put your energies into making sure you complete this year strong by getting them um, done. Then, okay, after you cultivate that focus, go back and look over what you didn't get done. Then you want to make a calendar or keep a calendar or a planner with all those times. You know, what you see determined is what you is, is what you desire. You know, so I if you what you see determines what you desire. So if I see it on a calendar, if I have a calendar just to complete the end of this year, you can print out October, November, and um, December months calendars put it before you and say this is my assignment i have to these are the things that i need to get done for the rest of october what i have to get done in november and what i have to get done in uh in december so create a calendar or create a plan a day planner with all of the things that need to get done and assign a, t- uh, a time to it because that's going to be important you know uh, you're, if you're on your you're on your assignment, you have to stay focused. The best way to stay focused is to put it in front of you. Make sure that you see it every day. Uh, if you're like me, as I said on the on the first show, that I used to take sticky notes and put them everywhere, and then forget where I put the uh, sticky notes. I forgot where I put the sticky notes. So you don't want to do that. You need something that you can have with you all the time. What I have developed. Um, over the years, the discipline when I have to come to the end of a year and I print out separate sh- calendar sheets to close out the end of the year, I make like three sets. I keep a set at home, you know, so if I'm at home, those calendar sheets are right where I can put my hands on them. If uh, I keep a, a, a set of sheets at my office, the actual location, of, physical location of my office, right there on the desk there. And so if I'm at the office and I uh, maybe forgot the uh, timesheets, the calendars at home, then I know that I have to worry about that because I have a set at, at the office and I keep a set in my car. So I have a set in my uh, a set for to finish out the year at the office, a set at home, and a set in the car. Because you may be somewhere, you know, uh, in your car traveling, or you may uh, think of something that may come to mind, and you let's say you you travel uh, like I do uh, periodically, and you may be in a, a whole other city and state, and you think about something and you forgot the, your your sheets, or you don't even know exactly what was on the calendar. Where well, if you keep a set in your car to help you finish the year out strong as you close out this year, then you will always have them available. And as I said now. Uh, if you go into uh, some of these office uh, supply stores, you can find little neat ways, you know, to keep uh, things in your car, like little folders, little portfolios that you can carry around where you can just uh, slip in sheets of paper. You know, they have them prioritized. They got them, you know, with dividers in them. It's a number of ways that you can keep things in your car, important information in your car. So I have three sets that I keep, and you may want to consider doing that or something similar to that, so that what you need to do to finish out strong this year is always in front of you and always around you or near you. You can always put your hands on it. So remember, you know, what you see 
determines what you desire. And so uh, there's a scripture that says, uh, um, uh, uh, write the vision down, make it plain upon tables, that he may re- who that reason will run with it. And we said that on yesterday. That's Habakkuk two two. You know, and there's a um, uh, a saying that um, an evangelist uh, has, Mike Murdoch has, and he says. Um, uh, a short pencil is better than a long memory. You know, sometimes we think we can remember some things and we can't. So it's easy, it's so much easier to write it down on a calendar, go back and refer to the calendar, go back and refer to that particular day. You know, periodically through the month you need to look back over the entire month. But then each day as you go throughout uh, your, your the closing of this year, you take each day at a time, you look at it, uh, your time from a, a monthly perspective, you look at it from a weekly perspective, and then you focus on whatever day it is. Like today, you will focus on, you know, um, October 26th. You know, what is that I have to do on October 26th? Okay? And so that's what I mean. So make sure that uh, you have something where you have it uh, in front of you all the time. You know, stay aware of each hour as it occurs. You know, sometimes, you know, we know it's 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, but we don't really pay attention. Well, yeah, i got to make a phone call. Well, stay focused. Stay focused on what you need to do. Pay attention to each hour. Look at your calendar. Look at your planner and see what you have, what time has been allotted for what event or assignment. And so if you have something at 8 o'clock, make sure you focus 8 o'clock. If you have it from 8 to 9, make sure that you stay focused, aware of each hour as it occurs, so whatever was supposed to go on between 8 o'clock in the morning and 9 in the morning, make sure that your focus is totally on that. Don't allow something to come up into that hour that's not assigned to that hour. And I know that we have some unexpected um, events that could occur in life, but if it's not an emergency or an, um, an unexpected twist in uh, the planning of your day or for that particular hour, then stay focused on that. If you said, um, you know, from 8 to 9 uh, in the morning, I'm going to uh, read uh, some information on, you know, um, managing my emotions or I'm going to read some information on social media marketing, you know, and I'm going to just read over some information from 8 to 9, then stay focused on that hour that you said that you were going to do that. And don't let anything... uh, that's within your control, interfere with that hour. Because, again, if you take a call that you didn't expect, you'll find yourself talking beyond 9 o'clock, and then you're going to be disappointed because you're going to say, wow, I was supposed to do from 8 to 9, I was supposed to read up on social media and how to use social media to market, or I was supposed to read up on, you know, manage my emotions, you know, so I can get a hold of them. You know, or you're going to say, wow, I said I was going to study um, for my Spanish class from 8 to 9, but I did, my friend called and started telling me about what happened last night on campus, you know, and so I wasted 45 minutes of my hour, and now i got to go do something else at 9 o'clock, or now i got to try to catch up. So don't lose focus, don't lose sight. Pay attention to each hour of the day, okay? Um, review your the appointments and plans of each day and uh, continuously, you know, think about them. You know, uh, I made that, set that appointment. I have this in, this, pl- this appointment in place. How is it, a, you know, is this appointment crucial to uh, my success? Is it critical? Is it important to my success? Is it um, an appointment that I just made because a friend of mine told me to talk to one of his friends, you know, and so I just said, well, okay, I'll talk to her. You know, um, look at your assignment throughout the day. Take a look at your appointments and plans for each day, continue visualize them, link them to to your goals and to your dreams. You know, and sometimes we do 
make plans and make appointments uh, that have absolutely nothing to do with our assignment or nothing to do with our day. And and we carry them out because we feel obligated. Because once we make the appointment, once we say we're going to show up somewhere, once we say, yeah, I'll talk to you, you know, or once we say, yes, okay, I'll come to the presentation, you know, when you knew you didn't want to go, when you said it, then you feel obligated to do it. In some cases, you carry it out, you go through with it, and you're walking back to your car after the presentation. Now you're disappointed with yourself because you, you to you, uh, you just wasted one hour of time or hour and a half of your time that actually could have been assigned to your own goals, to your own dreams, to your business, to completion of your task. And so you help somebody else reach their task, and nothing's wrong with that. But if it's going to waste your time in the process of doing it and you feel uh, disappointed about your day, then you have to say no. And you need to call, cancel that, and fill that appointment slot with something that helps you to reach your dreams and helps you to reach your goals. Now, if you're like me, um, you may have um, some friends that um, are doing different things and you want to show them support. You want to make an investment into them. You may want to sow some seed time into them. And so you may want to block off during the course of your day or let's say uh, during the course of the week, you want to may block, you may want to block off some free time. Okay, and I allocate my free time to those friends who call me and say, you know, I just got into this new business venture. I need to do a presentation. I think you're going to, um, you know, they always try to give me this sell stuff. You know, I think you could be good at this. You know, can I do a presentation or can you come to a presentation? Well, you know, you know what I tell them? If your presentation is during the time that I have allotted for a free time, then I'll come and support you. Not selling anything, but I'll come and support you so you can do the presentation, get your practice. Because to me, when I do that, because all of us are not going to be in the same kind of business, we're not going to have the same type of assignment, we won't have the same goals and dreams, but we need each other to be successful. So during the course of my month, I have free time. And so if it falls within that time, I go and I let them um do their presentation to me and those kinds of things because I want to help them be successful and I want other people to help me be successful. So there are going to be things that I do that I'm going to invite people to and I want them to show me the same courtesy. If they can make it, please come to the conference. Please come to the seminar. Please join the conference call. Please listen to the radio show, whatever it is. And so as you guys are supporting me by listening to the radio show and calling in, listening by phone, you're in the chat room and you're listening, I also want to do that in return to other people. And so you may want to consider blocking off some free time during the course of your calendar planning, you know, or your daily planning, however you choose to do it, so that when you do get an invitation from a friend, a coworker, or somebody that you meet to, to support them in, in a capacity to help them to perfect what it is that they're going to be doing, you're free to do it. And so when I do that, I tell them, make it clear, okay, if your presentation is between these hours, I'll fit you in. You know, if not, you're going to have to call me on at another time. And, you know, um, and if you can make it around that time, if you have freedom to schedule your presentation and you can do it during this time period or you just call me. And if it's during a time where it's a free time, I'm going to say, yes, this is free time. I can come and support you. And I go and then when I have them penciled in, when I go, I don't feel uh, like I'm wasting my time. Or that, you know, that's a time uh, waster for me because I blocked off free time. I agreed to do it. So I'm not in their presentation thinking about how my stuff, you know, and let me see how many people in here, shake a few hands. You know, I literally stay focused on them because when people come to my event, come to my phone calls, 
my telecalls, classes, and all those kinds of things. I want them focused on the moment. I want them focused. I want them right there with me. I want them to hear what I'm saying. I want them to be supportive. And so, if you are in that situation or you have that come up, that comes up periodically in your life, then you may want to um, include in your daily task or your daily assignment of time. You may want to include some free time and say, okay, you know, every second Thursday, I'm gonna block that off as uh, a portion of that time is free time. If somebody calls me and they want to meet with me or they want to talk about their deal or want me to come to something, if it falls in that, that free time slot, I'm going. If it's something that uh, interests me or if it's a friend that I want to uh, uh, support or someone maybe, uh, you know, now everything is so technology uh, uh, technology so advanced, you know, we have all of these social uh, sites and we meet people uh, through internet, uh, through the internet. And so I do have uh, friends that I've met through the internet that when they do calls, when they do uh, calls based on what they do, guess if, if I'm free, I will register for their call and I will call in and I will listen to that presentation or to that teaching or whatever they're doing and then I'll send them an email and say, great call. Enjoyed your call, learned a lot, you're doing great, keep going. You know, that kind of thing. So I will do that. So you may want to consider doing that. And what it does for me is it lightens the load off my shoulder of my own stuff. It gives me a a time to relax where I'm not the one that's doing something all the time. And now somebody else is doing it, and I'm just relaxed for a moment just to let them do their thing. So you may want to uh, include some free time. And as I said on yesterday, during yesterday's show, you may just want to block off a day where you do nothing, if you can. You know, I know there's some businesses, there's some uh, products and services where people are busy every day. But at some point during the course of your time, you're going to have to take a, a, a break. And you're going to have to relax, rejuvenate, um, rest your body, rest your mind. You're going to have to take some time off to do those things. So don't forget to include a free day. Um also, for time management, you want to um, read continuously. You know, and that's what I mean by, you know, I gave you the example of from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, you may want to read uh, something related to your goals, related to your dreams. You know, block off some time for reading, for inf- acquiring and gathering information, you know, just for your own personal development. You know, you may, if you have a plane trip that you're going to take, you may want to do that on the plane. So you can put that in a planner, in in your planner, on your calendar. You know, once I get situated on the plane, please, uh, um, I'm going to read the book on positive thinking. Or I'm going to read the book on, you know, uh, success tips, you know, uh, or whatever it is. So, but if not, find something during the course of your day or block off, say, um, on Wednesdays from 8 to 11. I will read um, uh, the first book from uh, 8 to 9.30. I'll read as far as I can. The next, and then I have a second book, and I'll pick it up at 9.45 and read until 11. Do something. It, it really does um, relax your spirit. Even though you're gathering information, you're not in the rush, rush mode all the time. So find a way to, to block off time to actually read about whatever it is that you want to do to finish the year strong. And use that time for relaxation, even though you're improving your knowledge, gaining information, gathering um, some data or whatever it is that you're doing, but block off some time where you can just allow your mind to do what it does naturally, and that is absorb information and knowledge and begin to process it and work it through so you can have some intellectual property, so to speak. But just really relax yourself through saying, 
This is a moment where I'm going to focus on acquiring knowledge. And when you're reading sometimes, you know, you really are relaxed. I am. I can get relaxed reading. All right. Then another thing you want to do when you're uh, managing your time is you want to listen. And what I mean by that is you want to listen to uh, happy people for encouragement and listen to the unhappy voices for ideas. And remember I said yesterday, don't focus too much on them, them unhappy voices. People spend a lot of time shooting down people's ideas, their visions, and their dreams and their goals. You don't want to listen too much to all of that. You want to focus on the people who are encouraging you, the happy people. So listen to people. Listen um, to the things that they're telling you. Listen to um, uh, the comments that they're making about uh, uh, take those comments into your spirit, appreciate them, and keep going. You know, uh, the unhappy people, when they say things to you, there are times when the Bible says there's a time to talk, there's a time to be quiet. Sometimes you'll say something to those voices, sometimes you won't. You have to know within yourself what is appropriate for you. You know, in, uh, sometimes in my life I shut those voices down, just point blank. I just shut them down because there are times when people are speaking in ignorance, when they really just don't understand what you're doing. They don't understand your division and the, the goal or the dreams that you have. And so they speak uh, against it, but they're doing it in ignorance because they don't understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and the steps that you're taking to get it accomplished. Because maybe in their minds, their minds are boxed in and they're thinking, okay, why are you trying to start a business? Why don't you just go get a job? You know, why don't you go work for somebody? You know, you get a paycheck every two weeks. You know, sometimes it's just in ignorance. Is they speak out of ignorance, and then you have those voices that speak intentionally. They purposely have targeted you for an attack. Now, the people who speak out of ignorance, sometimes I really, you know, I just shake them, hug them, and say, "I know you. I know what you're doing. I just, just keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on the prize. It's going to work out." You know, and then if the time allows, that time I'll explain it to them. And and what has worked for me in the past, especially if it's a relative, sometimes I get them involved. In something that I'm doing. So if I need somebody to type something, or if I need somebody to to read over something and highlight it, and they're not busy, I'll get that person to say, "Hey, can I get you to do me a favor? You know, I gotta work on something right quick. Can you read this? And I want you to go through here, and I want you to highlight everything that they say about how to use Facebook, you know, or something. And if they say, oh, "Okay, yeah, I'll do it," then sometimes that brings them into you know, they get an understanding. So remember, there are people who speak out of ignorance; they just don't understand what it is that you're doing, you know. So sometimes you don't have to always. Um, uh, put them down or um, uh, think of something negative uh, to say uh, to them. Find a way to uh, just either uh, let them do their thing or try to find a way to get them involved. But then those people who intentionally attack you, you're going to have to find a professional way to actually dismantle that voice. I know we can say, you know, in our minds, don't think about it, you know, uh, don't pay any attention to it. There's an old saying that probably when we were growing up, um, that people um, said, you know, sticks and stones may uh, uh, break my bones, but words won't hurt me and all those kinds of things. Words will hurt you. And so there's a scripture that says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. When you don't guard your heart and you listen to those um, voices that are unkind and you listen to those uh, voices that are that are unhappy and they are intentionally attacking your vision, your goal, your dream, it does become a pain on the inside of you if you're not guarding yourself. And you will find yourself being bothered by something that someone said to you in a hurtful manner that was intentional, that was an attack. So you have to devise a plan where you can guard your heart and you can keep those words from uh, settling and festering and becoming embedded in your spirit, spirit bothering 
your goals, bothering your dreams, bothering the, the steps that you want to take. Because if you're not careful, those harsh words can paralyze you. And so what you want to do is devise a plan or something that you can say, especially when people speak directly to you about your vision about your dreams, when it's intentional, when it's ugly, when it's mean-spirited, when it's uh, disheartening, when it is debilitating and self-sabotaging, has that potential to become self-sabotaging. If you have the emotional strength within you, then you need to come up with something that you can say to people that let the, that will let them know whatever you say, you may say, because you have no control over what they say, but you do have control over how you respond to what people say to you. And so when when people say certain things, ugly things like that, you things you have to find a way to dismantle their attack. You, so you know, you have to hold that shield of faith up, but you also need a weapon that's going to dismantle that fact. It could be an affirmation statement that you make directly to them about yourself. It could be a confession that you say out loud to that person about um about yourself. For example, um Somebody says to you, um, I don't know why you're trying to start that business. You're never going to be successful anyway. You've never been successful at anything. What makes you think that you're going to be successful at starting a business? Well, if your emotions are strong enough, you know, a lot of times what happens is we walk off from those types of uh, comments. We just walk away from them and we think that it's not going to bother us. And then two, three weeks down the uh, uh, two into the next month, we can hear that voice. You know, playing over and over again, saying exactly what they said. You know that 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 tape start starts to play again. So when somebody says something to you like that, you may want to say something to this, something to the effect like this. Um, you know what I believe and what I stand on, and I make this affirmation every day that I am successful and abundance comes to me every day of my life. There is no failure in me. I am successful. And they may think you're crazy. They may say something, but you have to manage. That's a part of your time management. You have to manage what you're listening to and how you respond to it. Because I promise you, if you're not emotionally strong, somebody is going to attack your goal. They're going to attack your dreams or your vision. You're going to be talking about what it is you're doing. You're going to be excited about it. You're going to be inspired. And here comes that unhappy voice, and they're going to say something to you for whatever reason to discourage you. And if you walk off, Without saying something to dismantle it, if you're uncomfortable with addressing it with the person, then you can say, I don't receive that. You can turn around, walk in the other direction, and you can speak as loudly as you can, whatever that affirmation is that you want to say. But you have to find a way that you have to dismantle those voices. Because if you don't, they'll either dismantle your goal or they will hinder you from um, from achieving the necessary steps that you need to take to finish the year strong. So that put that on your list in your time in managing your time you want to manage what you listen to. You want to listen to the good voices. You want to hear what they have to say. If you're in business, you're listening to your customers, you're getting feedback, you know, you're listening to family members who support you, but also, when you have no control, but you have to hear those voices that are unhappy, find a way to guard your heart. Find a way to dismantle it before it takes um, uh, any type of attachment into your spirit. You want to get it out of your spirit so that it will not uh, um, hinder what it is that you are trying to do. No matter what that is, you've got to make sure that you do that. And we can do that in a, in, in a matured way, in a professional way. You can find a way to dismantle that. Okay. 
when you're planning uh, in your time management, ask yourself questions that control the focus of every conversation. You know, so if you have an appointment that's coming up, you know, uh, keep a, a get a pad out, get a pencil out. You know, if you use now, like you say, if you like all that technology stuff, get one of those digital hand recorders, them little recorders that fit in the palm of your hand, and talk to the recorder and ask questions about, you know, the conversation that either you're getting ready to have or the conversation that you just had, and make notes. And that's going to help you to identify whether or not that conversation was productive. Because sometimes when we're in the midst of a conversation, we're talking, but we're really not focused too much on if it's productive. You know, some of us, some people who are a little bit more structured, disciplined, mature, yes, they can discern that, and they know, oh, this conversation is not going anywhere. But if you get caught up in the excitement of the moment, you know, you may have to debrief when it's all over. And so you need a pencil or tablet. You check a few here. Nice seeing you guys, you know, send them on their way immediately, immediately to make sure that you capture every. Uh, moment of your time management immediately make a notation about the conversation ask yourself was this conversation productive what did I get from this conversation what or just simply what are my takeaways from this conversation that I just had whether it was on the phone whether it was in person whether it was online what what are the takeaways from this conversation you know and see whether or not you manage your time well and if so then Begin to develop a practice that you put into place for every conversation that you have, for every conversation in person or by phone, okay? When you're engaging in a conversation and it's on your schedule, remember, oh, it could be unexpected, but remember, we're focusing on the day, on the schedule for the day. So if when you're engaging in a conversation, remember to enter into the conversation for the purpose of advancing your assignment, you know, or advancing your dreams and advancing your goal or whatever it is that you're doing, the purpose of the conversation is to help you to advance towards completing that task, completing those goals, um, uh, and that's what you want to do. And so I'm going to use myself as an example, okay? Um, some of you know because I posted it, and, and she's also in the chat room, and so I want her to hear me. So some of you know that um, I was selected um, as a fall fellow for Obama 2012, and um, when we have phone calls, and when I have to meet with call with the state director, if I make an individual call, what I've learned from her, and this is the truth, what I've learned from her is I've learned how to capture that conversation. You know, so I'm having a conversation with her or we're on the conference call. What I've learned is I take notes while I'm making the call, but then I go back and I actually decide, go through and I go through that conversation, my conversation notes, and I pull out those things that actually will help me to go forward and to, to launch and do what it is that I'm supposed to do. You know, and, and that is really the truth. And so that's why I was saying every connection that you make, you need to make sure that that connection has something to do with what it is that you're trying to do. You know, so if I go, if I connect with somebody, they may not necessarily have anything to do with uh, my ministry, but I'm, there may be something in that connection that I can learn from them. So when I have conversations with them, when I meet with them, or if they email me, I find a way to glean something from that so that I can develop a discipline that will take me into into the future, into whatever it is that uh, that I want to do or that I want to uh uh, maybe uh, I can learn that discipline and teach it to somebody else, and then they can take it and they can go forward with it, and then they can become better at um, what it is that they're doing. And so those are some uh, uh, critical things or crucial things that I want you to remember about time management. And what I really want you to focus on, encourage you to focus on, is the conversations that you have, you know, because when we're reading, we you know, we're just reading a book. But really what um, can take up a lot of your time 
will be conversations by phone, in person, appointments that you have, you know, that are scheduled, people meeting with you, you're going to meet with people. You know, um, uh, you want to make sure that you capitalize on those conversations because that's how you manage good time. If I know I'm supposed to meet with you from 8 to 9, I'm going to try my best to keep that conversation from 8 o'clock in the morning to 9 or whatever time time period it is. So make sure that you manage um, your time exceptionally well in order to, to do that. So let me give you some pointers um, some things that you can actually do. So we talked about the um, the meat of it. So let's talk about the strategy. So here's how you put all of that together. Okay. Remember, number one, clarify your goals and goals and strategies. Be clear about your aims and your ambitions. You know, whether they're short term or they're long term. If you're focusing on closing out this year, it's really short term. You got two and a half months left. So make sure that you clarify your goals, goals and the strategy that you're going to take to reach those goals. Make sure they're clear. You know, so you may want to take out the rest of this week or uh, the next few days to make sure they're make sure that they are clear. Okay, focus on your top priorities. You know, where are you going to be more productive? Where are you going to be more profitable? Identify that and focus on those areas because that's going to um, you're going to get something done. But at the same time, you're going to empower yourself. You know, you're going to be empowered. You're going to be inspired. You're going to be motivated to finish everything else that's on the list. So prioritize them. Put the things at the top that have top priority, the things that are going to produce uh, where you can show that you were productive, where you're going to see uh, where you're profitable when you complete this task. Reward yourself and then go on uh, to finish. Schedule the time. Make sure that you literally have written down the time that you're going to do a particular thing. Okay, and learn to say no. You know, learn to say no. There are going to be some people and some situations and events and things that are going to come up that if you do them, they're going to get in the way of what your goals and your dreams and you finishing strong this year. So learn to say no. That, you know, I had to learn over the years, you know, when we get to the holiday season, people are having all these social events. I try to make all of them, you know. And so I've learned over the years, as good as it may sound, you know, when they tell you about the event, if it interferes with something that's on my schedule, I say no. And I may even think about that social event while I'm carrying out my own task. But I've learned over the year from uh, from the past years that when I would go to a social event and not do what I was supposed to do, when I came back from the social event that night, I was too tired to do anything. You take the makeup off your face, you freshen up, you shower, whatever you do, you go straight to bed. You know, so I've learned that if if I have something going on, if I'm planning something and uh, and it gets in the it interferes with my planning, I can't go. So you know, I, I wish them the best. I hope it, they're successful, but I don't go to the event because it interferes with it. And then there, like I said, if it falls into the um, free time, then I'll go to it, enjoy myself, shake a few hands, laugh, you know, relax, and that's that. But learn to say no. There are people who will call you right in the midst of your productive hours, right in the midst of you achieving your goals, and they'll call you and want to know, hey, can, uh, can you can I run something by you? Because you know I got this project I'm doing, or I got this product that I'm creating, and I want to know if you can help me. And what should have been thirty minutes turns into three hours. Learn to say no. Put them on the schedule. Um, I know this is gonna stop. You know, I, I've got. Don't do this if this is not you. I've gotten to the place where if people want to want me to provide consultation, then I put. Then they have to pay for those services. You know, because I've learned from past experience. I've spent a lot of time on people's projects, on the events, planning uh, planning their uh, conferences for them, all that kind of stuff. 
I would spend three hours to three to four days helping somebody do something, and then it was nothing in return. And so if they're serious about it and, you know, and I'm, and I feel led to, then they would have to plant a seed in order for me to block off that much m- amount of my time to actually get involved in their stuff. So then they become a client to me. You know, so if you're a client, I'm going to focus on you. But I don't put myself anymore in a place where I become frustrated with myself because I allowed you to take up three hours of my time on your project. You leave with all of my information, all of my knowledge, excited, and you go and pull your 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 project off, and I'm back here trying to look for somebody to help me. So that's just me. You don't have to do that. Just find a way to say no, mean it, okay? Uh, then create support systems for yourself to, to manage your time. Don't try to take on everything. Find people that come to you and say, hey, you know, how can I help you be successful? When you find those people, put them to work. You know, delegate something to them. Give them something that they can do uh, maybe at home or in your office, whatever. Give them a part of it. So don't try to do everything yourself. It will be overwhelming. You become, you get to the end of the year, you may have completed it, but you'll be tired. So, Find the people who support you uh, and allow them to become a part of you accomplishing your task and your dreams and delegate to them, you know. And throughout uh, the rest of this year, just repeat and remember that process and and do those things. And so uh, you you will be able to uh, organize your time better. You'll be able to complete the assigned task. And you'll be able to focus on what it is that you are supposed to focus on. A lot of times we just really lose sight of our goals and our dreams. You know, you know, we tell people all the time, get a vision board, get a ministry board, get a goals board, board or whatever. You know, well, get a time management board and put on that, get a sheet of paper, make it like a vision board, make it a time management board and put on there. Uh, remember not to remember to do away with uh, time uh, time wasters. You know, put on the board. Uh, you know, develop a discipline for um, scheduling. You know, um, make sure I pay attention to my conversations and, and glean from them. So do something like that if that's where you are to help you to pull all of this together and to develop the discipline of managing your time. There, don't beat yourself up if um, you forget something. You know, uh, you know, I forgot to write that appointment down. You know, you get a phone call. You know, you were supposed to be here 10 after. You know, just learn to really, uh, after every conversation, make the notes that you need to make. If you scheduled an appointment and you scribbled it on, the, on your little tablet, go to your planner. Put that appointment down in your planner. Put it in the reminder of your cell phone. You know, cell phones are so smart. Put it as a reminder that, you know, the night before the reminder will come up, don't forget appointment tomorrow at 2. Comes up the next day, you have an appointment today at 2. You know, do what you need to do to make sure that you manage your time well and that you don't let anything fall by the wayside. And so if you're listening by phone and you want to make a comment, uh, you're welcome to do so. If you're in the chat room, you can um, make a, a Post your comment and we'll read it. And so I'll, before we go, as you decide whether or not you're going to uh, say anything, let me leave you with five tips to save your time. And this may help you. And if you're taking notes, you can write them down. And if you're uh, in the chat room, if I get a chance before we get off air, I will um, type them up for you so you can have them as you're looking. And so first, number one, what you want to do is, these are five tips to save your time. Uh, do certain things fewer times. You know, so things that can be done less or things that can be done once instead of twice or those things that will help you to save a lot of time. So, you know, uh, for example, if you um, uh, uh, 
go through uh, your mail or your junk mail, let's say, every day. Well, instead of going through it every day, you may want to go through it three times a week. And so now you saved a lot of time because on the, the time that you would have been going through junk mail, you can do something else with it. So do certain things fewer times. You know what I'm saying? So um, if there if there is a, um, a a report or something that you were, you were printing out every day, if you don't need it every day, figure out, okay, well, instead of every day, maybe I can just do it every four days, you know, or something like that. So those things that you were probably doing every day, you know, are similar to that. Try to do them in uh, in less time. So make sure that you do that. Do do certain things uh, certain things in fewer times. All right. So keep that in mind. Number two, co- compete with yourself. Uh, uh, and what that means is, um, you know, uh, like we not necess- not in a bad way. But if you schedule, uh, let's say you schedule to um, do something at 8 o'clock, then we'll compete with yourself. Make sure that you're actually going to do it. So focus, you know, get rid of anything that could distract you and work more efficiently and compete with yourself. And remember I said on yesterday, reward yourself. So once you complete a big an assigned task, especially if you're trying this out for size, make sure you reward yourself. You know, it might be, oh, wow, you got it done. And so what the you may want to uh, reward yourself by giving yourself a 15-minute break or a 10-minute break, you know, to reward yourself. Then number three, ask, um, ask more out of 15 minutes. You know, can you find 15 minutes a day that you could do something more efficiently? You know, what is it that I can do in 15 minutes? In, in 15 minutes, if there are there things that I can do in 15 minute increments? Like, yeah, I can open the mail in 15 minutes. Okay, so you might have 15 minute uh, increments open mail, 15 minutes. You know, say, okay, the next hour I'm gonna do all the 15 minute things. I'm gonna open the mail 15 minutes. You know, I'm gonna do something else that I can do in 15 minutes. I don't instead of spending two hours on the mail, I'm only gonna spend 15 minutes on the mail. Then okay, um, uh, do a list of activities that don't take. That won't take you more than a couple of minutes, you know. So there are some little things that we do that we just we carry out too, give too much time to do the course of the day, you know. So it only takes me a few minutes to actually, um, you know, make some notations in my planner, like say from yesterday. You know, it only take me a few minutes if I remember if I made notes. Okay, I want to go back and make sure that I document something in my a planner about what happened yesterday in the in the session or the meeting. All right, and then. Um, Work on a certain project over a certain period of time, you know, rather than trying to do it all at one time. If it's a big project, block it out in increments, you know. I'm going to do phase one now. I'm going to do phase two later tomorrow. do phase three the next day or every couple of days. Phase one I will work on from Monday through Wednesday. Phase two I'll pick up on Wednesday afternoon. I do it through Friday morning. You know, do it like that. So if there's anything that you can break up into chunks, then um, uh, do that. Uh, So... That one, again, do certain things fewer times. Number two, compete with yourself. Thank you, who's uh, option girl. Um, ask more out of 15 minutes. The next one is do a list of little activities that won't take up more than a couple of minutes. And then five, work on a certain project over a certain time period. And so those are the things that you want to do. And uh, so if you have a comment, if you um, are in the chat room, you can just chat it in there. And uh, if you're on the phone, just press the number one. And um, uh, and I will bring you on live. But if you're in the chat room, just make your comment, and I'll read it before we close. All right. 
And so I want to thank everybody for joining me on uh, this morning. Again, you know, we're doing this series on special how-tos how to take you out into to finish the rest of the year strong. And so uh, tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, I believe it's the next one, and so we're going to be doing another how-to. So thank you so much. You will get something in the email, Facebook, and all those places to let you know um, to join me live. God bless you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful and time-productive day. Thank you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.